Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. Today, we're going to be talking about how important it is for you to grow your email list for your business. Now, I already know because I'm picturing a bunch of my clients <laughs> and their expressions. Um, I already know how many of you like get all contracted and like start, you know, getting anxious when I talk email, but it's really, really, really important. Actually, it's so important that if I didn't talk about emails early on, in the game early on in my work with any client, I would be remiss and I would feel like I wasn't being a good business coach. And I do have to tell you that nobody emphasized growing my email list to me for years. And so, you know, I don't really believe in like things not going the way they're supposed to or mistakes or anything, you know, like I really try not to think that way. I try not to think about, you know, oh no, uh, if only, if only, if only I had done this. But what I will tell you is that by the time I really kind of locked into and understood how necessary it was going to be to have an email list, by the time that was really something that I understood and knew. I feel like I could have been growing my email list for a long time before that. So I just think that there's so much around emails and email lists and fear of like emailing people and having them unsubscribe. And we even have an episode on unsubscribes and unfollows from like back, back, back where I talk about emails and you hear me bring up emails and email lists all the time. But what I realized today was I've never actually just done an episode on why it's so important for you to grow your email list and then talk about ways to grow your email list because it is a foundational business practice that you need to be doing. And sometimes I think that there's a mindset issue around like since you don't have one yet and then like when you start having an email list and then you only have 10 people on it, then your mindset is like, well, I only have 10 people. And then you start kind of like doing like weird mind stuff to yourself. But the idea is like, of course, there's going to be a period of time where you don't have a big email list, (laughs) you know, in order to grow it. And I don't have a huge email list. I don't have some thousands of people email list. And I've done really, really well with the email list that I have, but I have one. And I'm over the last, I would say, two years, 
I've put a lot more focus on growing it, on how to and, and how to grow it. Um, and so hopefully by the end of today's episode, you're going to feel inspired to make sure that you are doing at least a couple of activities in your business as part of like what you do, right? To basically continuously grow your email list. And what I'm going to tell you is that it, it never ends. There's never a time when you're like, okay, I got to 5,000. Now I don't have to grow my email list anymore. It's basically like an ongoing process that you're, that's part of your business. Like for as long as you have a business, you're going to be growing your email list, you know? So before I start really talking about emails and email listing, email lists and emailing and all that, um, I do need to do what, what is my due diligence. If I didn't do it, I would feel like, like I, you know, was a missed opportunity when this episode is releasing a little over a week away from Passionate and Prosperous Live. And if you're new to me, the show, or if you've listened to the show, but somehow you don't really listen to it, or you're not on my email list, or you don't see me anywhere on social, if somehow you've missed what Passionate and Prosperous Live is, um, I'm going to tell you right now, it is my live two-day event that is coming up on uh, Friday and Saturday, October 27th and 28th. It is a hybrid event, meaning that if you're able to come to New York City and be with us in the gorgeous room and have the live experience and have the hugs and have the energy that I believe can actually only be generated and created when a bunch of like-minded humans get in a room together, um, that if you can come to New York, you can join us in the room. If you want to do virtual, you can buy a virtual ticket. Yes, there are replays. So in, in the event that you can't just carve out the time and be with us at the event, you can watch it on replay. Although I don't think that you'll end up watching two whole days of replays. I think you would do that mostly if you were able to at least come to a good part of uh, it, you know, of it on Zoom and then supplement with the replays. That's just my recommendation. But, you know, if you feel like you would actually take yourself through the whole event um, on replay, then great. Uh, but either way, this event is incredible because it's my opportunity to, to do work with you in a way that where we can put the pieces together, right? Because in on the show, I do an hour episode, an hour here, an hour there. And I try to talk about all the things, right? I try to talk about all the different things. But it's not necessarily that you get everything in a particular order or that I'm able to like connect all the dots for you. But at Passion and Prosperous Live, that's what we're doing. We're connecting the dots. And day one is all about client attraction and all about the, and, and you know, some of what we're talking about today on the email episode will be related to that. And then, of course, there's the uh, day two, which is all about, you know, it's about making money. And as you know, on the show, we do not think that making money is icky or bad and we don't want to like shy away from like owning and claiming that we want to make money doing what we love. We want to make money by doing this, not by having to have another job and then 
and then do what really lights you up and what you really want to do and what you really think you're good at, like on the side. We want to flip that, right? So that you're actually making money and being successful while doing what it is that you're passionate about. That's what the show's about, right? Um, and so, uh, and so we're talking about that on day two. We're talking about your offer strategy, about making money, about, you know, the shit that comes up, um, six-figure pathways, like what does that actually look like? You know, once you start really not like kind of shying away from, you know, thinking about can I make six figures or maybe you don't give a shit about six figures. Maybe it's some other number. But the moment you start seeing a path to how you might be able to make a certain amount of money, it all of a sudden starts to become more possible and more real to you. But when it's just a number that you're just tossing around in your head and you have no connection to it and no one's walked you through, like, what are the possible ways that you could make that amount of money in a service-based business, your business, um, your brain is just always going to be thinking that it's just too big of a leap. It's just not possible. And so that's what we get to do. We get to do the mindset work. We get to do the strategy. We get to look at the paths. We get to, you know, really clarify some messaging, really load up on your amazingness and what you do. Um, Two days of that, you're going to leave like a fucking different person in a good way. Not that like the way that you are right now isn't perfect. You're amazing. But it's really about you leaving like pumped, charged, inspired, full of possibility, and not just like where I light you up and I'm like, you can do it. And then I send you away and you're like, wait a minute, she didn't tell me how. No, I'm going to give you the how also, right? And so, and it doesn't matter where you are in your business. If you don't have clients, if you do have clients, because everything that, that we're doing, everything that I'm teaching can be applied to you at any point in your business, Okay, it, because it's what I apply to myself in my business. And I have a very successful business with an academy, the Passion and Prosperous Academy, and lots of clients, and I make good money. And then it also is the exact same stuff that I did when I was starting. And just hearing what I just said about this episode, that like, I actually created a lot of success for myself without the email list, right? So I'm even teaching you stuff that I didn't know that's going to help you even more and help you get your results faster, right? Who knows? Like if in my first year of having my coaching business, if someone really told me to start paying more attention to my email list, who knows where I'd be right now, (laughs) right? I'd probably be me, but with more people on my email list. Okay. So anyway, so that is October 27th and 28th. I am really getting ready for you. Um, The event is amazing. If you come in person, I give you some gifts and uh, yeah, it's just so good. So anyway, okay. So that's Passion and Prosperous Live. You can find out about it on the event page from my website, www.stacybrassrussell.com. That's Stacy with an E, S-T-A-C-E-Y-B-R-A-S-S-R-U-S-S-E-L-L.com. Okay? All right. Emails. Emails. I know that so many of you 
feel so stressed out and anxious about having to send emails. And it's really funny because I I had it way worse than I have it now. I feel like I've done so much like email mindset work uh, for myself. And here's what I'm going to tell you. I just don't even think that I'm a trillion percent there. Um, I still think about like, you know, how often I email my list and I, I get emails from so many very successful um, entrepreneurs and coaches uh, that are, you know, making multiple seven figures and that do the same kinds of activities in their businesses that I do, like live launching and, you know, live masterclasses and challenges and all kinds of things and make offers off of those uh, events and challenges. And I get so many emails and, you know, and I do it so that I can see the people that are teaching this and that are saying this and that are walking the walk that I can see what they're doing. And what I'm here to tell you is, you know, if you really, really want to have a successful business, and I don't mean a multiple seven-figure business, I mean any business, you, you, we, we have to get over all this bullshit stories that we have about emails. And, you know, it's really funny. One of my clients, she'll know who, she'll know who it is when she listens. One of the things that, you know, we've talked about is that she hates getting emails, right? And she's of the, she's of the millennium generation. And she says that, you know, her generation doesn't like getting emails. And so we've had these conversations about like how she doesn't like getting emails and her people and whether or not that should change her behavior or approach to her business if and when all of the most like successful and smart, I'm going to say smart, um, you know, entrepreneurial, uh, I don't, I hate the word gurus. I was about to say gurus. I don't really like the word gurus, but gurus and, you know, the people that really know their shit and know what they're talking about. Um, that if they're saying that email is so important, they're obviously not saying except for the millennials, <laughs> right? They're not being like, hey, everybody, you need to focus on growing your email list. Unless, of course, you were born <laughs> in the, you know, in the 2000s or whatever. Um, so I think that like there's some mindset work that we have to do, which is that we have to we have to get over the idea that nobody likes emails and we have to get over the idea that that anytime we send an email, everyone's going to like freak out and unsubscribe. And instead, we have to shift into like how we do think email lists will serve us in our business, focus on that and then focus on what we're offering through email that would make somebody want to receive our emails. And that's what we're going to talk a lot about about today, right? Is about like what to do with your email list and 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 how you might set yourself up for the the best chance of people staying on your email list. Now, what I'm going to tell you and I this may come up later, so I might be telling you out of order, but I'm just going to jump right in and tell you that 
every single time I send an email out to my email list, well, maybe not every time, but almost every time, at least one person unsubscribes. I mean, every once in a while I send out an email and no one unsubscribes, but at least one person and maybe a few more. And it's always so funny because it, because very often it, it, it'll be an email that I think is awesome, like that I love. And then I'll be like, why would somebody like unsubscribe from an email that was just so positive and helpful? Um, you know, and then I've learned like, that's a stupid road to go down because unless I was going to ask them, like, unless I was literally then going to email them and say, Hey, so-and-so I saw you unsubscribed from my email list after reading this email, which is so positive and funny and uplifting. And like, that was the email you read and thought, "Mm," after being on Stacey Brass Russell's email list for, you know, months or years, this is the one I'm going to pick to hit the unsubscribe button, right? And you could waste your time <laughs> like I've done <laughs> trying to figure that out. Or you could just decide that like, who gives a shit, right? Like that's what you could decide. That's what I've been deciding. Um, because what I'll tell you is that, for example, I sent out an email today. I always send an email out to my list on Mondays and on Wednesdays. The Monday email is always what I call a sort of like inspirational or mindset or just some value, you know, based email. And then the Wednesday email is always the podcast release announce email, right? Where I say what the new episode is, the title, give a little synopsis and some bullet points. And then I send other emails throughout the the week when I'm in a big promo period, like when I'm marketing an upcoming training or event or whatever. Um, and and sometimes that increases like toward the deadline, for example, there'll be more emails. And then if you're in something that I'm offering, a free something that you signed up for, you'll get a lot of emails because because I know how important it is to send out reminder emails because you know, people don't remember that they signed up for a free training and they don't always show up unless they get five email reminders within the course of 24 hours saying, hey, you signed up for this. Don't forget, you wanted to go, right? So um, so what I was going to say is, so I sent out my email today, my Monday email, and what happened within the first hour, two people actually hit reply and and wrote, oh my God, this is exactly the email I needed to hear today or what I needed to read, or it feels like you jump in my brain. How did you know? And so if I, and I don't check on subscribes like, you know, all the time I try to hold off and only do it once every couple of weeks. Um, But I bet you if I went and looked at the statistics for this email, I bet you I'd see two unsubscribes. But if two people actually hit reply and told me how much the email meant to them, that totally washes away or wipes out or eradicates the stupid unsubscribes if they're there. I don't even know if they are. I made that up. So let's talk about why you need an email list. And, you know, what's really funny is that last week's episode, so some of you do listen in the order that I put them out, right? And then some of you I know pop around or if you're new and you just started randomly picking, you you may not have listened to the one last week. But the episode that I put out last week was on online business, 
It was kind of like, do I, what's an online business anyway? And do I have one? That was the title of it. And I think that it, it's a perfect segue. It's like a perfect, it's, I'm not calling this a part two, but it's a perfect follow-up episode to the online business episode. Because in that, in that episode, I did talk about how if you have an online business, if you have a business that runs online and without you, so a truly online business, which means that people find you online, then they buy something from you online, and it gets delivered to them online, and you're not really a part of it, okay, then that all is heavily dependent on an email list. And if you think of an online business as a social media-based business, which is what I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking, that you can just like make bajillions of dollars off of social media and that that's where everything happens, like that social media is the land of biz, I think that like you don't really know the full story. I think you don't know actually what's really going on behind the scenes. Because if you think that you're going to just have a business that runs itself on social media, you have a big problem. And this is what we talked about last week and everyone loved it so much. So I'll say it again. You have a big problem because you are renting from Mark Zuckerberg and you don't own your house. If you don't know what that reference is, you'll need to go listen to last week's episode. All right. So what we're going to talk about today is like kind of like a next step from last week where last week I said to you, listen, if you're not investing tons of money in ads and, you know, like, uh, uh, and, and, uh, ads to run to your funnel, to get tons of people into your funnel, which means onto your email list, by the way. Um, if you're not doing it with ads, you've got to do it in other ways. You've got to do it organically. And growing an email list organically isn't necessarily as quickly as running, as, you know, doesn't happen as quickly as if you'd run ads and stuff. Um, but it's definitely possible. And so what I'm hoping to do today is, first of all, remind you of why this is so important and then give you some helpful ideas for how to grow your email list. All right. So that's our goal for the episode. So we talked a little bit about the importance of email, not only on last episode, but I do it occasionally on episodes, but we're going to kind of go through some of the really important uh, reasons. So number one, okay, your email list gives you the absolute best possibility of directly communicating with your audience. And what I mean by your audience is really your audience, like when you send an email out, it goes only to your email list. It doesn't go to other people's email list and where you're hoping that your ideal clients might find it. It's going to your email list. It's a direct communication versus when you make a, a, a post on social media, you're not making the post only to your audience. You're making the post into what might be a vast sea of content because your people, even if they follow you, that you're not the only one they follow. 
And so let's say someone that follows you is on the social media platform. Let's say they're on Instagram or they're on Facebook and they're scrolling. They're seeing the content from everyone they follow, not just yours. They're, 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 unless they literally take their time and go, oh, let me just only look at Stacey's uh, feed. And then they literally go to my feed and start scrolling my feed. If they're scrolling on the platform, right, they're not only seeing your feed. And therefore, they may not even see your content at all. And we're going to talk statistics in a little bit. So that's first of all. Email is the only way that you can be assured that your content is going to go boom. It's going to land into your person's bucket. Number two, you own your email list. I talked about this last week. You don't own your social media feed. Marky does. Marky Mark owns your social media. He owns all the platforms. <laughs> well, and then the other weirdo guy, um, which I'm not even on that platform anymore, X. But, you know, Facebook and Instagram. And then, of course, there's LinkedIn and there's Pinterest. I don't really know who owns those things. But my point is, is people own those and you don't. So they can, you know, you're always you're always hearing about and like getting freaked out about the algorithm, right? Well, they can change the algorithm. They can social media can go down. Have you ever been on Instagram or Facebook or whatever when all of a sudden it was broken? Have you ever had that moment of panic? Well, imagine if if you were doing your entire business on that platform and you had no way to reach your audience, your people, or as I always say, maybe one day Mark Zuckerberg is going to get have enough of it. He's, you know, maybe one day he's going to be like, fucking, I don't want to go talk to Congress anymore. I'm just like out of here. And then he's like, okay, we had a good run and I made so much money that I'm just going to shut it all down. You never know. We could become a totally communist country and they could take over social media. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, that's not going to happen. Uh, but we should be afraid of that, just so you know. So, okay. Um, what else is the benefit? So what we know is that emails do have a higher engagement rate than other platforms. And this is where... There is some work that we all have to do on our mindsets because we have to be willing to hear facts and replace our own limiting beliefs and stories with facts. And there are there's a lot of data out there that says that emails get more engagement than other marketing channels. That emails, even though you might be thinking, everyone hates emails, everyone complains about emails, I hate emails. I am telling you that the the email lists that I'm on, whether it's for like individuals, you know, other entrepreneurs, or my favorite places that I shop, my favorite things that I buy, um, or my favorite, um, uh, what would they be called? you know, like, um, outlets. I, I don't know, not, not like 
um, discount outlets. But I mean, like, for example, there's like something called the infatuation, right? It's like, I guess it's like a, like a newsletter that they send out emails. It'll be like the top 13 restaurants, you, you know, open restaurant openings in New York city, you need to know about right now. So if you're me and you're like a weird restaurant fanatic, like I get that email and I'm like, I literally save it. Cause I'm like, if it's the middle of my workday, I'm like, don't open it save it for later when you can just sit and like enjoy looking through all the new restaurants that are opening, right? Because that, that's me. Um, so I don't hate and delete every single email. I don't unsubscribe from every single email, right? And there are some email, like right now I'm in a mastermind with Laura Belgray. She's a copywriter. Um, and I and I'm in her mastermind right now with, with very few people, only like 18 of us or something are in this mastermind. I had to apply to get in. Before I applied to it or before I was in it, I opened every one of her. I still do. I open every one of her emails and read them <laughs> from top to bottom, right? Um, and so uh, so I don't – I, do I ever unsubscribe? Yeah, I do, but not like from a good ones, Right. So what we know is that emails are a better way to reach your people because they've already shown direct interest in you and what you have to offer. The other thing about emails that you can do that you can't do with anything else is you can you can um, be very specific and personalized with your email list. You can literally what we call segment your list. You can you can uh, from an email marketing platform. Oh, and I just want to say. I should have said this in the beginning. We are not talking about just your contacts in Google. We're not talking about your Gmail account. We're not talking about your, you know, your your Yahoo or your AOL, if anybody even still has one. Um, we're talking about you having a professional email marketing like service, which means um, there, there's a few of them. There's MailChimp. There's Flowdesk. I use Flowdesk. I started with MailChimp. I now use Flowdesk. There's ConvertKit. There's um, um, what else is there? Uh, it, um, in, uh, what is it called? Um, ah, shit. I, I have to look it up. Uh, oh, Infusionsoft. So you know uh, there there are bigger ones that cost more money than there are like ones that are free in the beginning and don't cost that much when they when you do pay for like having the better features or whatever. But we're talking email here. We're not talking about getting people into your phone and then emailing them from your phone. I'm sorry I didn't say that right off the bat. We're talking about using a proper email marketing platform because that is what you are supposed to do by law. So that is actually the how you can email people without being spam, spammy or without being unsolicited, right? Um People opt into your email list. It's a voluntary thing. You're not just putting people on your email list against their will. They're signing up for your email list. So right off the bat, that's showing some some interest or some sign that they want something that you're offering. Okay? So, and we're going to talk about how they get on your email list. I'm not only talking about that they go to a website and go, I want to opt into her newsletter, right? But I'm going to share with you what people would actually like opt in to your email list for. So if you have an email list, a proper email list, that's where I was going with this, 
you can segment that email list, which means that you can write an email and actually have it only go to a portion of your list that you know uh, came to this workshop that you led or that did sign up for something else that you offered. And you can get really specific. You can have new people to your email list receive a series of emails before they just start getting your weekly emails. There's all kinds of ways that you can control like how people receive your content, which you can't do on social media unless you have a Facebook group, right? Like that's pretty much it. Now now they're doing things like broadcast channels and chat things and whatever. But I know for me personally, I'm not into those things. And maybe I'll have to, act, you know, adjust. But it annoys the shit out of me when I get a notification that someone sent me a chat message, like, you know, not if it's a legitimate DM to me, but if someone added me to like one of those fucking group chat things on Facebook, on a Facebook messenger thread, and all of a sudden I find out that I've been added to this and I'm just getting like, ding, 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 ding. And it's like everyone's typing shit. And I'm just like, oh my God, get me out of here right now. Right. I don't have that reaction to an email in my inbox, okay? Like, I do not have that same reaction. Um, Okay, Uh, and what is the other, some of the other benefits of having an email list? Well, uh, you know, again, the experts say that email marketing, what you pay to have an email marketing service, which is not a huge amount of money, what you pay on that, that the return on that investment is the highest of any of the platforms. That you get, that, that, that you make money by having engaged people on your email list that will eventually become your clients or buy from you. And that that is way more effective than if you were to spend money on ads, for example, on social media. The other thing about about email is that it allows you to really build that know, love, and trust factor that you hear me talk about all the time and build relationship. Because, and we're going to talk about statistics in a little bit, because what we know is that when you post on social media, unless someone is like a rabid fan of yours, like a raving, I don't know why I called them rabid. You wouldn't want a rabid fan, but a raving fan of yours that is literally waiting with bated breath for anything that you post, okay? Or you have such a huge audience that, you know, that so many people see your content, see your posts. Um, But somewhere in there, and also I do want to tell you that I... When I see someone whose number of followers is like really big, like in the tens of thousands or the hundreds of thousands or the bajillions, right? I know you're going to be like, Stacey, why are you such an asshole? But I do then go look at their posts and I look at how many likes or comments they have. And, you know, you can tell from that when someone bought followers, and why do I care about that? I mean, honestly, I really don't. I don't care. I, I, what the fuck do I care? Buy followers. The only reason why I care about it is because it makes me feel better about the fact that I don't have that many followers um, simply because 
I know that even when you buy them, it doesn't automatically convert to you now having tons of actual followers that will ever like that want what you're doing. They're like either fake accounts or, or they're people that are not your ideal clients that somehow got added to your followers and they don't give a shit what you're posting anyway. So what really matters is that we have an audience of people that actually are interested in what we have to say and what we have to offer. So it's actually better for you to have 20 people like that than 5,000 people that don't give a shit. The 5,000 is, at that point, it's just optics. And then you're going to get found out anyway. Because what are the optics for? You know, like, uh, like for example, let's say you want to be a guest on a podcast and you pitch to a podcast, hey, put me on your show. I, I'm really great. And then they're like, huh, why should we put her on the show? And then they start poking around. And they go, oh, she has 5,000 followers. Now, if those 5,000 followers are not real, then somehow, like, if that person picks you to be on the podcast because they think that you're going to send out that, you know, post that on social and be like, look, I'm on this podcast. And then two people are going to listen to it from your audience. That person is going to be like, well, that wasn't really helpful, right? So when you have an email list, you can build relationship because when you have social media, you you don't even know if any one person is going to see enough of your posts close enough together for it to feel like they're getting to know you or like you're building some trust there or some authority. But if you send an email out to your email list every week, maybe more than once, you can accelerate that no love and trust and that and that relationship building so much faster. Another thing that email lists provide for you is basically instant like something, sign up, okay? Meaning, and this again is only if you have like a list of people that really want what you're offering. But for example, when I put out a free workshop or a masterclass, my initial big chunk of signups comes from when I send out my emails about it. So it's my existing email list that gets it and signs up for things. And then those are almost always the people who end up buying from me, signing up for the academy, signing up for my courses, you know, because we're building a relationship over there. Versus if someone comes to my workshop or my training and they're new to my email list, which means they came in, and this does happen if they saw it on social media. I do a lot of promoting on social. I do a lot of personal outreach. So rarely do I just make a post about something and get signups, but it's when I use social media and go ahead and message people that have already been showing interest in what I'm doing and I might say, hey, Stacy, I don't know if you saw this, but I have a free masterclass coming up and I think you might enjoy it or I think it could help you. Would you like me to send you the link? So social media doesn't run on auto for me because I don't pay for automation on social. It runs on posting 
seeing who's liking it, seeing who's showing any interest, and then taking it one step further and reaching out to them. And you might think that that sounds exhausting and whatever, but here's what I'm going to tell you. It's organic marketing and organic business strategy, and the alternative is paying for leads or paying someone else to do this for you. And I have to tell you, in my experience, there is no one, there's no, uh, and no other you than you. So if you're building a brand based on you and, and your service and how you show up for people and your brilliance and your expertise, you shouldn't have someone else being you until you're pretty fucking confident that they can actually trick people into thinking that it's you that they're talking to, or they should not be acting as you. In which case, now you're just paying for team members to do something for you, and you're still spending money to, you know, to have people talk to leads for you. That's not the worst thing ever. But I'm just laying it down for you because that's what I do. That's what I'm here to do is to really help you to see all of these things so that you don't think that there's magic or that other people are just getting tons of clients and leads for with doing nothing or for free, right? And then the other thing that, that um, social media gives you is another thing is the analytics. And even though like Meta, you know, gives you analytics and LinkedIn gives you analytics, they do not give you the level of analytics. Like, so on social media, yeah, you can know who likes your shit, but that's kind of like it. You can't know if they clicked on anything, a link in your profile, like you can't find that stuff out. And when you send out emails, you can find out who is doing what, like every single statistics that you can want. You can track how many people open your list. That's how your emails. That's how you can also start to see like um, what subject lines may be better than others. That's, you know, you can see who clicked on a link that you put in there. You can see who took action. You know, you can see so much in the back end of email that you cannot see in social media. Another thing about email is that it doesn't, nothing changes managing it, whether you've got your smaller amount or a big amount of people. You can still auto you know, schedule an email to go out to your list, whether you have 100,000 subscribers on it or two. And I'm not saying that that's like some, that you have more work to do if you have a lot of followers on social media, but I'm just saying the delivery is, is, is the, is the same and the work effort. You can use email to build your, like your brand right? Because you're being really consistent and you can use your email list to do anything you want in your business for your brand because people know your brand from your email list and it builds authority for you. And so you can just share valuable content, which is something that you should do a majority of the time. You can then launch something. You can notify people about things. You can like share other people's things on your email. You can use email for so many different like things in your, um, in your business. You can also create automated campaigns. You can, you can literally set up things that go out in sequences 
and series so that you can really be nurturing the people that show interest in your business and in what you do. You are actually ruling out a lot of um, uh, competition when you use email because, like I said earlier, you're not just showing up in someone's feed where they're seeing you with all the other people they follow. Your email is solo. It's just coming to their inbox. And then, you know, just like this isn't that different from social media, but you can get immediate feedback. My favorite thing is when when someone replies to one of my emails. Like, I get so excited when I see that someone actually replied to one of my emails and lets me know that it impacted them or that they loved it, it was funny, they found value in it. That's a really great way to build a relationship with people in your business. Now, let's get to some numbers, okay? Most people, if they're using their email list well, and what I mean by well is that you are finding your personality and you're sending emails to people that are enjoyable for them to read, that are valuable. So they have some, you're not just selling. You're not saying, who wants a discovery call in every email? But you're actually saying, you're actually sometimes just writing something of content. Maybe it's a perspective. It's a story. It's something that will either entertain them or provide some sort of value or give them and, you know, have them like see a different perspective or see something about themselves through your illumination in there where you're giving them tips or an exercise. Um, that if you're using your email list well, you're going to see uh, like a, a good open rate, we call it, is like 20%. You might think, what? I thought I would have to be getting 90% open. No, in the industry, getting a 20% open rate is considered amazing. Now, I have a 40-something percent open rate, which means that half the people on my email list really like my emails. <laughs> okay. Um, they open them and that's really good. And then on social media, okay, you actually get less than 5% engagement and below 0.1% on a business page. So the, 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 the under 5%, the two to 5% on Facebook slash Instagram is actually on your personal page. And then business pages, like if you choose a business page, the engagement and, 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 and sort of, you know, like rate of like seeing any outcomes of people actually, you know, letting you know that they saw it and, or read it is less than 0.1%. All right. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, the other thing is that even though it seems to you like everyone's on social media and hates email, I'm going to challenge you on that and tell you that I actually think that, again, that that's a limiting belief and a made up story because everyone has email and opens their email like every day. The you know, some statistics are that there are over 4 billion email users and the number is still growing. Whereas around like uh, Facebook, there's about um, two, 
like 2.8 or 3 billion, you know, active users and Instagram has less, just so you know. So as far as how many people, just, just like how many people on the planet have email, it's still more than people that are active on social media. Here's another statistic for you. Most people find emails that come to their inbox more reliable. They trust it more than, uh, like, especially when it comes to marketing than what they see on social media. So I think that it it shouldn't sound like a total crazy-ass surprise to you if you think about it, that if someone is only promoting their services and themselves on social media— it's easy for someone to go, yeah, but they don't have a real business. They're just using social media. Versus if someone's receiving in, you know, emails from what looks like a legitimate email platform and address to their inbox, even on an unconscious level, that is going to indicate or register more legitimacy than what they see on social media. More trustworthiness. It shows more that there's a business there. You're going to have that footer on your email that shows your business name and address and there's an unsubscribe button. None of that exists on social. So there's an authority and trust that comes from email that does not come from social media. Email is also not going anywhere. The internet's not going anywhere. And email has been around since the early days of, of, of the internet. Social media platforms have, you know, look at what happened. Look at what happened to Twitter. There's no Twitter anymore. What about all of the people who started their whole social media journey on MySpace? Social media platforms get started and they come and go. Email's not going anywhere. If you have like an original email address, no one took it away from you. I still use, so I have like my business email, which is Stacy at stacybrassrussell.com, which is actually a Gmail address. It's just that it's a professional one. Like I have to pay for my email address, okay? But I also have my very first email address, which is sbrass at nyc.rr.com. I have no qualms giving it to you. I don't think you're going to spam me or something. Um, and guess what? That stands for Roadrunner, which was the original cable company that an internet provider here in New York City. And that's, I got like an original RR address, Roadrunner, nyc.rr. Oh my God. Right? People are like, why do you, why don't you just switch over to a Gmail? And I'm like, because that's like the OG email address. What's another important thing? Do you know that people check their email before they check social media first thing in the morning? That's a statistic. Over 58% of adults check email before social media as their most direct line of communication. So someone is more likely to see your email that you sent out first thing in the morning than your social media post that you posted and might have already evaporated into thin air if it didn't pick up enough traction when you posted it. So I hope that these are already things that are like making you believe me that building an email list for your, for your business is really important. So how do you build an email list? Shall we go over that? I think we shall. So 
Do people opt in to a newsletter on your website? I guess they do. If they go to your website and it seems like you have such valuable information for them just from going to your website that they're like, I want to hear more from, from this person. But usually people don't just subscribe to a newsletter because that's the thing that they're like, ah, I don't, I don't want another newsletter in my inbox. But what people will put their name and email in for is something that, that they perceive as being valuable to them. So, for example, something that we call a lead magnet. You also could hear it called an opt-in, a free resource, a freebie, a free gift, right? These are, this is where you create something of value, all right? It's simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to, like, have tons of fancy tech. It does need to be able to be somehow delivered to the person, but it's usually like a PDF, something really simple. Because imagine this is for a cold lead. This is for a brand new person who you just want to get them in the door, your door, your house door, your email list door, right? And so you have a lead magnet, which is something that when they see the title or hear the title, they're like, oh yeah, I'm curious about that. And then they put their name and email address into what's called a landing page or an opt-in form. And in exchange for doing that, they end up getting, boop, like put right onto your email list. And then an automatic email goes out to them and says, here's the thing that you just asked for. I hope you like it. And now that they're there, they're now going to continue to get emails from you about that thing. Hey, did you get that thing? Did you like it? oh, well, I have a little bit more value to give you around that, right? And so on and so forth. So lead magnets are great because they actually give someone something in return. And as we know, people like when they get something, right? Like, it's okay. We all have the mentality, what's in it for me, right? We all have that mentality. It's human, so let's not like like think anything of it other than let me give them something. This is what's in it for you. And it should be something that your ideal client would want right now. So that's what a lead magnet is. What are other ways that we get people onto our email list? Well, if you are in the world of Stacey Brass Russell, if you're in the Passion Prosperous Academy, another thing that I teach my clients how to create, what to create, and how to do it, and how to get it successful is free, actually, you know, experiential and transformational experiences, whether that's your signature talk, which we help you develop right off the bat or your workshop, or a challenge, a free masterclass, whatever you want to call it. These things could be in person. They could be on Zoom. But the idea is that in order for someone to come to this free thing with you, they need to sign up for it. And they sign up for it by officially going to a sign-up page. And that sign-up page is attached to your email platform. So by signing up for that free thing, they're signing up, they're opting into your email list. And here's the reason why you need to use a real email list is because then if they want to opt out, they can. But by, but, but that's the exchange. The exchange is I'm going to give you this free course, this class, this workshop. You can join this challenge. You can do this webinar. And in exchange for that, you gave me your email address. 
And then after you watch the thing, if you don't want to be on my email list anymore, you can unsubscribe. All right? Easy peasy. Simple as that. So can people like go to your website? I mean, um, get on your email list from your website? Yes, of course. You should still have that on your website. Enter your name and email if you want to receive up- updates, whatever you want to call it. I always tell people, make it sound valuable. If you want to s- receive my weekly or you know tips, tricks, and my favorite you know things, I-, I also get some people's emails that I really love because they send out a monthly email where they like do like they send out all kinds of things that they're loving. They're loving this. This is the book they just read. This is the thing that they're into. This podcast, blah blah blah. So thinking, what do your people want? Like now, your email list should serve your business, meaning at the end of the day, you don't need anyone on your email list who isn't someone who you could imagine would uh, potentially pay you for something, pay you for your services. So if you get worried about catering to the people on your email list who like to know what book you're reading, but they would get annoyed when you offer them your services as a coach, then you need to like be okay with like releasing them. You have to be like, you know, okay, you know, you can't just cater to them and send out only frivolous emails about books and podcasts and your favorite food. Um, you know, and be afraid to offer your services because the whole point of the email list is that these are the buyers. These are the people who sign up for stuff. These are the people who will eventually pay you. They're the people who will buy from you. And if they're on your email list and they never do and they never come to anything and they never buy anything and then at some point they they opt out, you should be happy. Because you actually are not having an email list for your health. You don't need your mom on your email list. You don't need your cousin. You don't need your siblings. You don't need your best friend from high school unless they either love your emails or they're going to buy from you. And if there's anything else, if they actually say to you, and this happened with one of my clients, if they tell you, oh, but emailing is too annoying. You, If you email too much, people are going to be annoyed, Right you need to realize that they're just telling you about themselves. And if they're not your ideal client, this is in the unsubscribe (laughs) episode. If they're not your ideal client, you should be like, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way. You might not like getting a lot of emails, but the people that are my ideal clients, they like getting emails from me. And that needs to be your mindset. My ideal clients like getting my emails. They feel value. They like being connected to me. They like when my name pops up in their inbox. They like hearing from me. So how do you get your lead magnet out there? Well, you do want to post it on social media. You do want to make posts where instead of just asking people if they want to work with you and be your client, or instead of just, you know, asking people to make a comment below or give you a thumbs up or a heart, You actually want to say to them, hey, by the way, if you like this post, like if this resonated with you, if this is a problem that you're having, then make sure you go to the link in my bio and download my free gift for you, which is this. Or on Facebook, you're putting it in the comments. Another way of getting your links and your things out there is to like 
you know, be able to offer it uh, at the end of, let's say, being a guest on someone's podcast or being a guest on someone's summit or going to a networking event. And and instead of only being like, oh, let's exchange business cards, telling everybody, by the way, here's a free thing. Now, at networking, that'll also depend on whether or not you want those people on your email list if they're not your ideal clients. But my point is that having an incentive for your ideal clients wherever you go, whether it's online or in person, having something to tell them that you can offer them if they want to exchange it for their email address is critical. When you go, if you go to a, um, like a, uh, like an event or a trade show or some sort of a, a, of a, of a, a fair. A lot of my clients do like health fairs and, you know, like uh, life fairs or whatever, where they go and they take a table or a booth and they get to interact with people who are interested in personal growth and development and health and stuff like that. Instead of just expecting people to book discovery calls with you from those, having them something simpler and saying, here, take this lead magnet, you know, put your, you don't call it a lead magnet. I have a free gift for you. Put your name and email in here and you're going to get on to my email list. Um, doing email list swaps with people. You have a friend who also has an audience and an email list, you know, offer to send out their lead magnet to your list and ask them to do the same for you. So they're basically putting you in front of their audience and vice versa. But when you get in front of other people's audiences, the key is not just to get in front of the other audience, it's to get in front of the other audience and then offer them something that will get them onto your email list. So basically, anything that you think your ideal clients would find valuable that you can give away for free, you can turn into a way to get them to need to put their name and email in to get it. And it is really, really important that you think about that and that you promote those free things. Now, in the Passion and Prosperous Academy and in my Yellow Brick Road three-step client attraction system, attract, serve, convert, right? The lead magnets go in the attract category or doing like a signature talk and then doing you know, workshops, masterclasses, challenges, and things, those can be in the attract category for brand new people. And then sometimes they're for the serve uh, portion, which is for the people who are on your email list. What are you doing with them until they're ready to buy something from you? Well, you're emailing them valuable emails and you're offering them opportunities to come meet you and join you in a Zoom room or in a real room, like my Passion and Prosperous Live in New York City. So there's two different sort of like ways that our email lists can serve us. One is we got to get people onto it so that we can then start nurturing them and building a relationship with them. And then they're more likely to be the ones to come to something that requires some sort of time commitment from them. Remember, a lead magnet or the thing that somebody puts their name and email for that's simple, that download, that PDF, something really easy, that doesn't take anything from them. They don't have to invest time. 
or money, right? They just get it versus a masterclass, a challenge, a workshop, a webinar. Those things require some sort of an investment of time and energy. And not everybody's going to want to do that with a stranger right off the bat. But imagine if they got on your email list and then they were getting some really great emails from you. And then they got an email that said, by the way, I have this masterclass or this workshop talk, whatever you want to call it, coming up. You should come to it. If they've been on your email list for a little while and they're seeing that like they're seeing your personality, they're starting to understand more about what you do, and then you give them an opportunity to get in a room with you, they are so much more likely not only to get in that room with you, but that will most likely be the thing that inspires them to then take another step and maybe even work with you. And that's what the entire model of the Passion and Prosperous Academy and of my Yellow Brick Road three-step client attraction system is based on. It's based on knowing that, that there are there's a way to bring people onto your Yellow Brick Road in, with a simple, a simple way of attracting them and then nurturing them until they are ready to do something bigger with you, even if that next thing is free before they're ready to say yes to paying you money. And there are lots of people out there who tell you that you don't have to do that. But then when you go to their free masterclass or workshop where you get in their funnel or webinar, what they're basically telling you is the same thing. It's just that they're telling you that people want to watch a pre-recorded webinar of slides. And that's literally what they're selling you. They're literally saying you don't have to do anything and they're taking you out of the equation. And that is the big difference between me and someone who teaches you automated business strategy. I believe that you're the thing. Your unique energy, brilliance, gift, you delivering, you making real relationships, you making people feel connected to you and seen and heard is how you move people along into them wanting to pay you and buy from you. If what you want is for people to buy your real offer, your significant offer where you're really helping people to transform, where you're really the one delivering the, the, the goods. And, you know, like you could sell a bazillion done for you pre-recorded things till the cows come home and make tons of money. But I personally, and I've said this last week, I personally don't know, to be honest with you, if I would feel that my business was in alignment, in integrity with my values, and if it really brought me great joy, if I wasn't the one getting to teach and talk to people every single day. That is what I thrive on. So if that's you, then don't worry about focusing on a business that gets rid of all that. Let's actually have you focus on a business that does the opposite. And that puts you in it. And now let me tell you something. Emails, if they're done the right way and they're and you find your brand voice and your message and you really know who you are and you can bring your personality into it, it, it can do a lot. So all of this fear of like of bothering people and having them unsubscribe, you know, we have to be over that. I'm over it, but you have to be over it. Because this is a key piece of your business and it needs to be something that you start thinking about and focusing on from day one, not year three, <laughs> like me, or year four, okay? But from day one. 
so that you can really create some security for yourself. If you have like a list of people that like what you do and know who you are, you're never going to not be able to find a client. Now, it might not feel that way when you don't have enough people, but the more people that you put on your list, the more likely that'll happen for you. That's what I wanted to come and talk to you about today. Emails and email lists. Oh, final thing I'll say, once you are using an email list, once you get people on your email list, rather, you need to use it. So if you go through all the trouble of what I just told you and you start actually compiling an email list, you then have to start emailing people. You don't wait to email them until you have a thousand people. You get 10 people on your email list, those 10 people should start getting weekly emails from you. I do know a few people who do a monthly email, but honestly, I don't think that that builds as much like like relationship and resonance and relatability as quickly as if you just get over yourself and get in the habit of writing an email once a week at a minimum to your list. And if you look, if you start to take notice of the really successful uh, entrepreneurs out there that you like and follow, which if you want to have a business, you should, um, they send emails, you guys. They send emails, a lot of them. And, you know, if you unsubscribe from everyone's email, then you need to really ask yourself why, and you need to ask yourself who you do buy from and what's their behavior so that you can at least know, like, why you're making the choices that you're making for your business rather than just based on your preferences. You know, I don't like emails, you know? Okay, now I'm really going. So that's what I had to tell you about emails. Reminder that if you're listening to this before October 27th, 2023, you can still get a ticket to Passion and Prosperous Live. Please join us. We have the most amazing people. And even if you do it virtually, we put you in breakout rooms. You'll meet people. It's all awesome. All right, that's it. I will be in your headphones next week. Signing off. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it. Music.